0: what's up everybody and welcome back to baseball connection today we have some news and notes and we want to kind of discuss them just a lot of different things around the league we have some signings some extensions we have a new general manager in houston let's get right into it i would say the big thing i want to discuss right off the bat is that the mariners have decided to extend a contract to marco gonzalez that's going to lock him up through 2024 it's a four-year deal and it's 30 million guaranteed it could reach 45 million with the team option for 2025 but that's what he's getting four years 30 million guaranteed he's going to stay in the pacific northwest Morgan gonzalez is an interesting guy i mean he's in his prime he turns 28 next no, in two weeks And he was actually Seattle's number one starter last year. He was 16 and 13 with a 399 ERA in 34 starts while throwing a career-high 203 innings. So, yes, he ate up a lot of innings, but his numbers were, I mean, they're rather pedestrian, I guess, but that's, I mean, a 399 ERA is is not bad. It's just usually not what you would think you're going to get from a number one starter in a rotation. But we have to remember the Mariners are in a rebuilding phase right now, so that's, I mean, that's as good as they can do at this point, but, uh, you know, Gonzalez actually played his college ball up in the Pacific Northwest. He went to Gonzaga university, but, uh, you know, he's going to finish this year. He's going to finish this year on, you know, the final year of his two year, $1.9 million deal. And then it's going to kick in. Then the new deal is going to kick in, in 2021, he's going to be making a pretty penny. And, um, yeah, I mean the Mariners. I guess they figure that this is a guy that they can't really afford to lose because it only goes downhill from there. He eats up a lot of innings, and it's it's fair to expect that maybe he's gonna see even more success as long as he improves on some things. He keeps the ball down, and I don't know, maybe get some more run support because thir- for 13 losses is quite a lot. But we all know the wins and losses aren't the aren't the whole story for pitchers. But he's been pretty consistent, not not to say he's been amazing. He's just been consistent, which which says a lot. You know, the, sometimes some people would say that the best ability is availability. And you can kind of say that's true for a pitcher in the Mariners system. You know, a major caliber pitcher who can take the ball every fifth day is pretty is pretty valuable. Absolutely. But, you know, he's a guy who throws like 90 miles an hour. He's not going to blow you by with his fastball. And uh, he managed only a 7.9% swinging strike rate last year, and he's not a ground ball monster either. But the reason he's able to keep hitters off balance is because he uses five pitches, and he mixes it up mixes it up a lot. I mean, none of his pitches. Are thrown less than 15.9% of the time, and none of them are thrown more than 24.1%. So he's between 16 and 24% on every single one of his pitches. So that's what is able to keep hitters off balance just because he mixes them up, not because he blows anyone by or he gets whiffs at all. He just, he just he'll come at you with a changeup, he'll come at you with a curveball, fastball, whatever it is, slider, etc. So that's the way he does it. And congrats to Marco Gonzalez for getting that bag, $30 million. Dollar sounds pretty nice. If he pitches well, he can earn an additional fifteen million. But we'll see how that goes. Another signing was Matt Joyce. He has signed with the Marlins. He has agreed to a major league deal, one and a half million dollars, with another two fifty k available in incentives with the Miami Marlins. Uh, Matt Joyce. I mean, he's had he's thirty five at this point. He's had a series of up and down performances over the past few years. He was very productive with the Tampa Bay Rays from like twenty ten to twenty fourteen. He was traded to the Angels before the 2015 season, and he had a pretty miserable year in Anaheim before he went to Pittsburgh the next year and had a rebirth offensively. He continued that strong showing with the Oakland A's in 2017, and he had 544 play appearances, a 117 weighted runs created plus. Pretty good. And then 2018 was a down season, and then he got some minor league deals last year. He was with the Braves on a minor league deal. Came up for a little bit, but, you know, the Giants and Braves kind of swapped him around last year on minor league deals, and yeah, I mean, 238 plate appearances last year, he had 295 with seven bombs, pretty good. But he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna get a job. He's gonna get an everyday job for the Marlins. I mean, it's the Marlins. They were trotting out some, I don't want to say any names, but they were trotting out some pretty suspect players last year, at least suspect in the terms that they would definitely be triple a players in o- other organizations but they were starting for the marlins and um yeah so i would say that joyce is i mean at this point he's pretty much a platoon player a lot of people point to his numbers against lefties he has a 188 career average against lefties and a 252 average with a 122 weight runs created plus against righties. but you better believe that the marlins are, are going to play him every day like they still believe he can serve as a quality hitter if they put him in the right role. I mean, they don't have the luxury of being able to platoon Matt Joyce. Who are they going to platoon him with? So, I mean, their their corner outfield mix is, is a bit promising, but it's uncertain. They have Corey Dickerson, who's obviously going to start. He's going to get a long leash, even though he had an injury riddle 2019. And they're going to move Jonathan VR around the diamond. He's probably going to stay in the infield, though. So that likely leaves Garrett Cooper and Harold Ramirez as Matt Joyce's primary competition for at-bats. Both of them are right-handed, which could make Joyce a platoon partner with those guys, but we'll see. I think I think we're going to see Matt Joyce playing quite a bit, playing a lot of games in Miami because he's, he's just one of the better hitters. He really is. I mean, he could play some first base. He's never done it, but I can see them moving him, so he could uh, give Jesus Aguilar a day off there. But at the very least, he's going to give Manager Don Mattingly, a much deeper and more balanced bench, as they continue to improve on the margins. I mean, the Marlins are in the in the depths of a rebuild. I mean, they're 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 not even rebuilding yet. They're still in their tanking phase, and and maybe they they will just start to rebuild maybe in a year or so. But they they're not even there yet. But it's a place to to go and earn a major league check. That's for sure. That's what Matt Joyce did, and congrats to him. So the Astros have named a general manager. You know they recently just installed Dusty Baker as their manager. Now they have a general manager. His name is James Click. He is their new G- GM, and um, he had served as the Rays' vice president of baseball operations. Now he's going to be the GM of the Houston Astros. A Yale grad, uh, he, you know, he had been with the Rays since '06, and he entered the organization as a baseball ops coordinator. Then he made his way up, made his way up the ladder, and ended up being. You know, the VP of baseball operations. Now he's the general manager of the Houston Astros. I mean, he's gonna fit right into the Astros system because you you know they're very analytically oriented. We know this. This is something that everyone knows. And he's coming from the Rays, another team that's very analytically oriented, and that's exactly how they wanna do things in Houston. So although he's he's known as you know, kind of the brains and you know, he can think. With analytics, he's also going to be expected to instill discipline and establish some ethical guidelines for baseball operations that basically didn't exist for the last few years when Lunau was the GM. Let's be honest. I mean, there was a lot of controversy when they signed Roberto Osuna, who had those, you know, domestic violence allegations. There, there was obviously the sign-stealing scandal. Basically, Houston was known as a place where it was a win-at-all-cost mentality and ethics and morals didn't really exist. And obviously, we saw what happened when they went to the lengths they did to go cheat. And that's that's what they obviously want to... That's the image they want to fix. So expect James Click to be a guy who tries to turn that image around. We've already heard from Jim Crane, the owner, that the players are going to address the sign-stealing scandal either at the beginning of spring training or before spring training. I forgot what he said. I don't know what they're going to say about that, what their statement is going to be. It's going to be interesting. We're going to keep an eye out for that. But the Astros now have a GM. They now have a manager. They should be ready to go. Pitches and catches report very soon. The Red Sox still don't have a manager, though. And that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. They only have a couple weeks, less than two weeks, until pitches and catches report. I mean, at this point, players are already down there at Fort Myers. But the Red Sox also might have bigger fish to fry because there are rumors saying that Mookie Betts might be dealt any day now. But we won't, we won't speculate any further because we've done a lot of speculation on Mookie trades. A lot of people are saying the Dodgers might get them. Uh, we will have that for you if and when it does happen. But until then, we'll just wait. So that's all I've got for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.